When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Principles of Success, interviewing the experts, book review number one, two, three, four, five, six. Book review number six. And this one is Financial Fitness. I didn't have the name written down, so I had to think of it. This one is Financial Fitness by Oren Woodward, I want to say. I'll put his name down in the description below just in case I said that wrong. And this one is pretty great. I enjoy this one. It's nothing revolutionary. However, it is one of the most complete ones that I've seen out of all of them. They tend to, each financial book that I've read tends to focus on one aspect more than the others. This one, he talks about the four quadrants. And you have. Um, basically two lines. One is offense and one is defense. I briefly mentioned offense and defense before in one of the previous financial book reviews. And those two lines make up four quadrants. You have the offense, you have people who are good at offense and defense. You have the people who are good at offense but suck at defense. The people who are good at defense but suck at offense. The people who are good at defense and the people who suck at both defense and offense. And essentially what offense is, is income. What defense is, is expenses. So, and he talks about taxes and all of that stuff as well. And so it's a pretty complete booklet on finances. And some of the big takeaways is you need your income to be bigger than your expenses. I already talked about that. Very important. It's the big... I'm going to say it's the number one rule of, of wealth. Because you need your income to be bigger than your expenses. I also mentioned this earlier. It's worse to make lots of money if you don't have financial knowledge than it is to make a little bit of money. Thank God that he kept you poor. Because if you had been able to make a bunch of money, you might be in a $5 million hole instead of a $5,000 hole. So that's where the, where that came from. The next one, I already talked about the four quads. The next one is debt is dangerous. Do not believe the bull that debt is good. Do not believe that, that debt is a tool. Debt is a sword and it will stab you through and through. The Bible even talks about this, that um, you are in ser- you are a servant to the lender. Um, another great quote is, "Debt is a good servant, but it is a bad master." You want other people paying off the debt that you lend them, not the debt of that, and not have you paying the debt. When you have debt, you basically have a ball and chain around your foot 
and you're trying to climb a mountain with that ball of chain, a financial mountain with that ball of chain around your foot, which is why one of the most important first steps is eliminating debt. Warren Buffett talks, uh, has a quote, something along the lines of, debt is like a so using debt to push yourself financially forward is like a sword hanging over your head and praying that it doesn't fall. So stay away from debt. And I mean all debt, even the debt that people try and convince you is good debt, like a mortgage, like a car payment. And we'll talk about more of that in a little bit. Those are all bad debt. There's no such thing as good debt. There's no such thing as leveraging debt to increase. So there is a financial rule that you might take this with a, you might take this and go with it. I, I wouldn't recommend it, but if you take a debt at let's say 3% interest, and then you go and invest in something that will give you a 7% interest, you essentially are making 4% interest off of that. Some financial people will actually encourage that. However, that is a highly risky maneuver to do. And that's what where that quote of sword hanging over your head comes from. It works, but if things fall apart, things will fall apart much worse as if you had just kept to safe investing practices. Warren Buffett's rule number one for investing is not to lose money. And when you have debt, it's so much easier to lose money than it is when you're safe and secure in the positives. So that's on, a little bit on debt. Not necessarily all what is covered in that book, but we talked about that. Next is running in place. I've talked about this a little bit more. I've used the analogy of treading water and drowning. Same thing he's talking about. He uses the analogy of a treadmill. If you're good at offense, which is making money, but you suck at defense, which is expenses, all that money's coming in and all that money's going out. So you're essentially running and running and running in place. Um, the next big takeaway is saying no temporarily. You don't have to say no always, but if your income, if, if saying yes would bring that expenses up to up to your income or above your income, you need to say no to that. You need to temporarily put off the gratific gratification so that way you can financially propel yourself forward. Uh, so just to go a little bit more into the quadrant breakdown, you have people who are good at making money and good at defense. They're good at generating more and more income and good at saying no to the things that will hinder that. The people who are good at defense but suck at offense are the cheapskates. The people who are um, good at offense but are bad at defense are the people who are treading water or running in place. The people who are bad at defense and bad at offense are the people who are drowning. And you don't want to be in that category. So. Say no temporarily, so that way you can put yourself into a place to increase your income, so that way you can then afford the things that you want. 
You don't have to never have the things that you want, but you do have to wait until you can afford, actually afford the things that you want. The next big takeaway is you need to be prepared for crisis. A great example of this is coronavirus. Things fell apart. Did you have a rainy day account to keep you afloat? Um, I'll admit, I actually didn't have a rainy day account to keep me afloat when this happened, but that's because I had just burned through my rainy day account of 10 grand, which I was not happy about. But you have to make sure to, and when things happen, you have to make sure to restock that as fast as possible. And we'll talk about that more when we talk about the, the next book. Um, and then this one I know we already talked about, and it's the community. Who do you have around you? You are like the five people that you are closest to. Birds of a feather flock together. Make sure that the people in your life are the people you need in your life. And then the last big takeaway is you need to educate yourself. You need to learn. You need to become more skilled in finance and in everything else and keep growing because once you stop growing, you're stagnant and there's no such thing as actually stagnant. You're either growing or you're dying. And the world is always evolving, so if you're not learning, you're falling behind, and eventually, if you don't keep up, you'll lose all of your money to somebody who has more knowledge. Anyway, that's it for this week, and I will see you all next week.